You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Powered by the Salvation Army. Reminding you that only 18 giving days remain until Christmas. So please, join the fight for good. To give through Alexa, say, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army. Or visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. The MoviePass reboot is here. But will moviegoers want it? By Brian Barrett. The year has not been kind to MoviePass, and MoviePass in turn has been unkind to its subscribers. Its increasingly precarious financial position, parent company Helios and Matheson, lost $137.2 million last quarter alone, has prompted increasingly onerous restrictions on its service. From draconian anti-fraud measures, to surge pricing, to restricting available movies and showtimes so severely that finding a good one can feel like hunting Bigfoot. Early on, MoviePass was derided as too good to be true. Its critics were correct. Now, after months of testing and review of its operations, the company believes it has a solution, a suite of new plans and prices that more accurately reflect the cost of doing business. Starting in January, MoviePass will roll out a new pricing scheme that will allow you to pay as little as $10 or as much as $25 per month for three movie tickets, depending on where you live and how many restrictions you can cope with. If people sign up, MoviePass will finally have a business model that's within shouting distance of survival. But that if hinges on how wide a gulf exists between what's good for MoviePass and what moviegoers actually want. A lot has changed in the last 16 months, not much of it in MoviePass's favor. Things fall apart. It wasn't supposed to be like this. When its $10 unlimited plan launched in August 2017, MoviePass CEO Mitch Lowe detailed a path to success. MoviePass would lose money on subscribers initially, sure, but would eventually gain enough leverage that theaters and studios would have no choice but to partner up, sharing concessions revenue with and throwing marketing dollars at a self-proclaimed savior of a flagging industry. Some of that did happen, but nowhere near quickly enough to outpace the money MoviePass was setting on fire. The real challenge was the speed at which we grew and the size and the scale. That brought on challenges that we did not foresee, says Lowe. The growth to a million subscribers in four months, and adding another million subscribers six weeks later, the amount of capital required, 
the amount of focus for our technology teams that could build the scale to handle all of that, occupied all our attention. It also created the first wave of customer complaints, as MoviePass struggled even to send the debit cards that underpin the service to subscribers in anything close to a timely fashion. But popularity bred other issues as well. In March, beset by fraud common to the industry, MoviePass began demanding that some users take photos of their ticket stubs and upload them to the app. In July, it added surge pricing, a surcharge of up to $6 per ticket for popular shows. Later that same month, Helios and Matheson ran out of cash during opening weekend for Mission Impossible Fallout, prompting a system-wide outage. In September, MoviePass began automatically enrolling members whose plans had previously lapsed or been canceled, requiring them to opt out of a subscription they never asked for in the first place. This is the short list of grievances. As of Wednesday, MoviePass has 2,493 complaints against it, filed with the Better Business Bureau, where it has an F rating. Helios and Matheson has faced multiple class-action lawsuits and a securities fraud probe by the New York Attorney General. The company and its customers have been caught in an unpleasant Ouroboros. The more money it lost, the more restrictions it placed on its plans. In its recent third-quarter earnings report, Helios and Matheson cited a significant decline in MoviePass subscribers. Those that remain now see less than one movie per month on average, compared with 2.23 movies per month as recently as March. Fewer customers using your service less frequently is normally cause for alarm. In MoviePass's case, it's keeping the lights on. At the end of the day, I think what a lot of people have lost sight of is that MoviePass is a technology company. Tech companies test and iterate, test and iterate. We almost did so to a fault, says MoviePass Executive Vice President Khalid Itum, who oversees much of the company's day-to-day business. MoviePass, in turn, may have lost sight of the fact that it's also a consumer services company, and that those tests and iterations can feel quite like being jerked around. So, yes, a fresh start seems in order, assuming it's not too late. The New Deal A little more detail on those new plans. The lowest tier, called Select, looks a lot like the current iteration of MoviePass, which restricts what subscribers can see, a policy the company instituted in July in an attempt to stem losses. This past weekend, that meant that only four of the top 20 movies at the box office were available, with no more than two titles available on any given day. In fact, for a lot of people, Select may turn out to be a worse deal than what they currently have. Folks in small markets will still pay $10, but mid-sized markets will pay $13 per month, and major markets will see a recurring $15 charge. Lowe and Idum declined to say whether current subscribers would be grandfathered in to their current $10 rate, regardless of geography. They also would not say what percentage of existing MoviePass customers currently fit into each tier. The Select Selection 2 likely won't improve much. MoviePass plans to eventually base availability on what Inum calls an inventory-driven model, in which movie theaters can dictate MoviePass showtimes based on which seats they most need to fill. In other words, the seats no one wants. Inum argues that the plan should still appeal to people who value price more than choice. And in a vacuum, it might. But MoviePass now faces rivals like Cinemia, a similar service currently offering three tickets per month to 2D movies with no inventory restrictions, for $9 per month. For $20 per month, AMC Stubbs A-List gives you three movies per week, 
including IMAX and 3D showings. And infrequent moviegoers might find the $9 Cinemark Movie Club subscription more appealing. It's just one 2D movie per month, but comes with no other restrictions, including 20% off of concessions and lets you roll over unused tickets from one month to the next. The other new Movie Pass plans, fortunately, let you see whatever movie you want. The three-movie all-access plan has geographic pricing tiers of $15, $18, and $20, while the red carpet plan gets you into an IMAX or 3D movie for one of those three viewings at $20, $22, or $25. All of the plans are month-to-month. If you live anywhere near an AMC, it's hard to make a case for them, especially if you live in a pricey major market. I just think with theater chains launching their subscriptions, the economics just work so much better for them, says Leo Culp, a media analyst with RBC Capital. Every time MoviePass or Cinemia buys a ticket, they're paying full freight. They don't get any offsetting concessions or online ticketing revenue. Exhibitors are paying half the ticket price and can benefit from the concessions and other ancillary revenue stream that third parties just can't. The best new MoviePass deal comes in the form of gift subscriptions. For a limited time, a year of all-access costs $120, or $100 each if you buy two or more, while a year of red carpet costs $150, or $140 each if you buy multiples. They're the same price no matter where the recipient lives. They also, though, presuppose that MoviePass will be around a year from now. Helios and Matheson's Q3 filing said that absent raising additional capital, there is substantial doubt about the company's ability to continue as a going concern through November 15, 2019. But Lowe and Idum argue that the slower cash burn has made the situation not quite as dire, albeit at the expense of paying customers, and that the new plans will keep it afloat. As we roll out these new plans, it's built on a model that's much more sustainable and has a lot of upside, says Lowe. Will it be as big? Probably not but it'll be healthy and strong. Trust Fall Lowe says that MoviePass created a lot of enemies when it made its Kool-Aid Man entrance on the scene. Exhibitors hated that it devalued the movie-going experience. Studios balked, Adam says, at MoviePass's attempt to cut into their profits. The new MoviePass model offers an olive branch to the businesses that the company so fiercely disrupted. The barbarians at the gate haven't just abandoned their siege. They're now building trade routes instead. It offers fewer concessions, though, to actual moviegoers, many of whom had at best a rocky year with the service. It seems to me like the MoviePass brand is tarnished, says Culp. I don't think it's beyond repair. Doing so may require a gut renovation. It's unclear what form that might take, or how some of MoviePass's ancillary business interests, it bought MoviePhone in April, and has taken stakes in several original films through MoviePass Ventures, might fit in. Helios and Matheson has also looked into spinning MoviePass off as a separate entity. Whether that will happen, and what impact it might have, remain uncertain. I think our mission is really creating more empathy, and getting Americans to go back to the movies again, says Idum. But similarly, as we were doing this comprehensive business review, and not just thinking about the economics and the business model, and the pricing and the cost structure, but also, what did we do that could have been empathetic? Where are we now, and how are we going to regain trust? How do we acknowledge, or apologize, or not apologize? And I realize that the best marketing we can do is to fix the product and deliver on our promises.
Whether MoviePass manages to do so will play out soon enough. If it does, you're looking at a decent enough deal. If you reliably go to the movies a few times a month, and don't want to be locked into AMC theaters. But it seems worth waiting to see if MoviePass has improved for moviegoers as much as it has for studios and theater chains. MoviePass's success gave rise to a handful of imitators who offer viable alternatives. They may not be perfect, but they haven't put their subscribers through quite so many plot twists. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.